This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're at another Law Talk. This one is not live, but uh, which is actually weird to me. I'm used to it being live. But I do want to thank everybody that's watching. We're doing this to, to help promote the Downtown Covington Music Series that's going to start May 21st on the Square and at Liberty Vintage Marketplace in Covington. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, follow our content. Uh, we're available on all podcast platforms. We're also on TikTok. Uh, do want to remind you that the Covington Comic Con is coming back August 20th and 21st. Uh, and we got the right date on there. That's good, Josh. And anyway, that's uh, that's going to be here in Covington at um, the Civic Center. If you're interested in being a vendor, a sponsor, or tickets, just uh, shoot us a message. You can go to CovingtonComicCon.com for info. And then uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. We've been doing martial arts since 1993 in Covington. If you're interested in any training, you can come uh, see us. And uh, you've got Michelle Allen. Uh, we miss Michelle Allen on there, Josh. Oh, we can go back there. Oh, okay. She's the important one. <laughs> Do the cellar. All right, the cellar. <laughs> located in Covington, downtown Covington. It's a restaurant prohibition bar uh, just down the street, or actually between where this music series is going to be. So if you go check out the music series, you can always check out the cellar. And our favorite sponsor, Michelle Allen with Cry Like Realtors. Every episode, I talk about her more than I should because of my mic stands. And anyway, if you're buying, selling, renting real estate, she's your go-to for that. And then we got, of course, Josh, Masonite Digital Marketing. If you need internet, uh, social media marketing, anything like that, you can give him a holler. Joining me today is Mr. Gary Stubblefield, which I have known for a long time. He was the father of uh, some local people, local, I, I say kids, they're my age, that, I, that I've known. And he is in the band, uh, New, New Generation. Generation, New Generation Band. And which day are y'all performing in the series, if you would ask me that, would you? <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh could probably pull it up while we're waiting. It's uh, there's a schedule, Josh. If you go to, um, I know it's, it's on Ed's page. It's the first, it's the first um, September, uh, first Saturday in June. Okay, and then then that's the fourth. Okay, I know and it's June fourth, 18th. We skip a week, and then it's the next. We're at Liberty Vintage. Mm -hmm. First one, we're at the Court Square. I mean, on the. Uh, courthouse lawn there yes sir and then the uh second would be a, a two weeks uh after that at uh, liberty vintage mm -hmm. down there from uh seven to ten yeah because it's f is it here's the schedule here. oh cool and we can add that in so everybody can see it yeah. uh, pull it back up josh so i can see it real quick so let's see fifth degree band is may 21st that's next weekend that's four to seven courthouse lawn and then liberty vintage stage will be from seven to ten and for those of you that are looking at this, so uh, one more time, Josh, so I can see it. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you looking at this this schedule, we'll post this throughout. Um, this is going through July, so it's several weeks where you can come. It costs nothing to the the first portion is the courthouse lawn. You can bring a chair and enjoy the music from 4 to 7, and then they have an evening uh, immediately after that. Liberty Vintage stage will have other bands. So it's a really good opportunity for a night of music in Covington. And there are other businesses like the Cellar and some surrounding businesses that will be open um, that you, you can check out while you're on the Covington Square. But it's free. 
Uh, it's we got tons of sponsors, which we'll talk about too at some point. But um, I do hope you guys will come check them out. And there's something for everybody. So, for instance, it's got New Generation Band there. That's a, a June fourth at four to seven, and then just like he said, then it's got you guys June eighteenth from seven to ten. So you got two options to see them. So tell me, uh, Mr. Gary, tell me a little bit about New Generation's band. What kind of music it is? Who's in it? That kind of stuff. Uh, well, let's see. We play uh, a variety of music. We play some country, and we play a little bit of blues and some soul type music. We play uh, a, a few instrumentals, uh, and let's see. It's it's four of us. It's uh, Bobby Butner plays lead guitar, and he's from uh, Ripley. And then uh, we have a, a keyboard player from uh, South End of County. His um, Stevens, Dave Stevens, we call him 3D. <laughs> the reason for that is because on his webpage he's got uh, Dave, Dave, Dave. You know, and that's his call. Uh -huh. And that's because people would, he would say something and people would go, oh, Dave, 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 <laughs> like that. He's and Dave so Cubed. It, it became, you know, 3D, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we have uh, uh, Jim Adams going to play the bass for us. He's plays with other groups as well, uh, but we're just kind of getting back together. Uh, played with a guitar player from here in town that, that he and I played together for oh 25 years, I guess, and then uh, he decided he wanted to quit for a while, so you know he quit, and then a week later my bass player quit. So uh, anyway, then. Uh, we're trying to reform, like, and it's just taking a little time, but we're it's coming together though. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, you know. You have to have a certain amount of commitment to it, or you wouldn't. You get knocked down, get right back up, and do it again. You mm -hmm. know, it's just, uh, you know, but it's it's all worth it because, uh, well, this year will be 59 years I've been playing, so. I knew you had, been, so I don't know how old you are, but and I, I know I'm, that I'm, I'm 12. I know that probably <laughs> to you, I'm a kid. But I remember you as a kid. I remember you playing music. Because like I said, with Jim, you know, I was married to Sarah. Yeah. And so 20 years-ish, or yeah. not, uh, 15, 16 years total from dating to marriage to kids and everything, mm -hmm. I was around y'all a whole lot. And your family was very close with them. Oh, so yeah. I remember seeing you play. And like I remember Luke playing. And of course, James played. So how did you get into, because you played guitar, right? Isn't that what, was it, was it bass or guitar? It seems like it was, what did you play? Drums. Drums. I was completely wrong. <laughs> well, that's right, because Luke played drums. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a grandson that plays drums as well. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's going, they're going up here. It's a Memphis Mojo. I okay, believe. great, great. And he's playing with them. Well, I'm excited to see that then. I didn't realize, so I haven't, I've seen the names of the bands, but I haven't seen a lot of the background on them yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, you know, different people have had input now in trying to get different groups to come in, so mm -hmm. I'm excited about the lineup. Mm -hmm. um, I won't apologize in advance. The June 4th date is one of the only ones I can't make. Austin is getting married that day. Well, that's quite understandable. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be on the square. He's getting married at the Civic Center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, I won't be there. Well, but, but, right. but But circle back. So 60, almost 60 years, mm -hmm. what got you into music? Uh, well, I don't know. I was just always, as a child, uh, on TV, I'd always, you know, like Lawrence Welk or whoever, I'd always watch the drums, you know, watch the drummer. I just loved them, you know, like that. And uh, I remember being in the in the scouts, in the Boy Scouts, and at the National Guard Armory, we would meet there a lot of times. And uh, they had a set of drums there. I guess it had been there from uh, some uh, some entertainment they had there. But anyway, I saw those drums, and I just said, "Man, that's the first time I've ever even seen a set of drums up close for real," you know. And uh, so anyway, I just 
I've always just been fascinated by them. I would beat on the cushions at the, and the couch, you know, I'd, anything like that, pots and pans, you know, just like every other little kid drummer did, you know. But I uh, just always enjoyed it. And uh, I guess in my influences would have been uh, Sandy Nelson, who was a drummer, did a lot of instrumental drum work and stuff like that. And uh, of course the Beatles, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, oh, I don't Ray Charles with what I say, all this, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, my favorite type of music, I guess, would be uh, soul. Uh, that's what I grew up. That's what I cut my teeth on, you know. And uh, but then rock and roll, of course, too. And I, I like a lot of the blues. I like I like a lot of country. When it country changed from uh, just a old country, you know, the uh, very simple. Uh, when Alabama uh, started playing, and they had a uh, rock drummer, and uh, that's when it changed from old country to progressive country, and it just—I uh, thought, man, I like country music now. Do you think were you so? I'm curious because now I've seen backlash from people with current modern country that mm -hmm. it sounds like pop music. You right. know, it's different. So there's been another change because you're right that, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the old school country was kind of like storytelling, very simple. Mm -hmm. It was different, and then there yeah. was a pivot to where it was almost like, I guess, more rock based. Yeah. And now there's a pivot where it's pop based. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is because you saw that time frame, was there a lot of pushback from people saying that's not country? That's oh, uh, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there long years ago when they had the Grand Ole Opera and the different things. Well, I mean, they still have it some, but. There weren't any drums at all, even in the music. They just—it's like, no, you don't put drums. That's this is country music. Mm -hmm. Do you not know what we're talking about? It's country music. Yeah. You don't put drums in country. Well, that's when they started putting drums in country music a little bit. Was uh, like uh, with the, uh, the what's his name, the guy from Texas, something other and the Playboys was mm -hmm. the name of the band. Well, they had drums in it, and it was different. But when Alabama uh, and and groups like that. They put the drums more in the front, like, and in equal uh, to the other instruments, mm -hmm. you know. And so uh, by doing that, it changed the whole sound of it and made it a lot more interesting, especially for drummers, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you could just only get do so much with a ching, chick, ching, chick, ching, chick, you know, with the old country. That's kind of the way it sounded to me anyway, but mm -hmm. I mean. I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate mail. No, that, no, you're. I mean, right I, I think you're. So my bro, our brother Josh, which I like country music too. I like old country, and, and I'll be honest, I'm open minded. So some of even the new stuff I like. Mm -hmm. But our brother Josh is adamant that like it's not country, you like mean, the Florida. You mean, you mean Justin. I mean Justin. I'm sorry. Yeah, my name's Josh. Yeah, Florida, <laughs> Florida Georgia Line is not oh, country. Yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well, it, you know, I can understand that because I played with. Uh, well, I never played any country until uh, I guess it was about eighty two or so I started playing with a uh, group from Jackson Tennessee and uh, that's what they played mostly was country and they played a lot of old country mm -hmm. and I'd be well, what know, do you consider old country because to me old country is like Conway Twitty Hank Williams uh, well, Hank George Williams. Jones yeah that's true uh, <coughs> uh, let's see um, uh, Tubbs Ernest Tubbs mm -hmm. you know um, Reed guy uh, what's his name uh, Jimmy Reed, mm -hmm. older people like that 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 were in the, I would say, I call it older country like, in the late '30s and '40s, and things like that before they really, uh, 
but before music was electrified, you mm -hmm. know, before they had the guitars. I mean, they always had like the steel guitars, things like that. But that's all part of country music, you know, steel guitar and the and the uh, acoustic sound, and not a whole lot of lead work on a get electric guitar, stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I just would consider that an older type country that was just uh, pretty much limited to three chords, you know, mm -hmm. like that. And uh, but I don't know. They uh, well, the way it's come out and the way it's evolved, it's uh, to me it's just more interesting. It's a lot. Of, for the musicians, it's harder to play because rather than three chords, they got everywhere from seven to nine chords changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't affect me being a drummer, of course, but I hear them complain about it. Yeah. You know? Well, who, did somebody teach you drums or did you just learn on your no, own? No, I just, it was a fr good friend of mine called Gary Stubblefield taught me how to play drums. <laughs> okay. Well, you know him real well. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, no. That, that's interesting. You know, J uh, James, of course, Jim taught James some but james was real musical and picked stuff up mm -hmm. and it's funny that some people have that aptitude aptitude for it mm -hmm. you know i know you're talking about you know jim's had the health issues but uh to his credit you know he's a very good musician and mm -hmm. very good inspiration to the kids mm -hmm. and so uh, austin that i just mentioned my son that did the album uh he plays the guitar and can play a lot of things just by ear mm -hmm. like he's able it's just musical and i thought luke was like that too for some reason my memory i remember now you're talking about the drums but i thought luke played guitar a little bit too no uh, he, he doesn't play he plays the drums he plays uh well he can play all kind of percussion mm -hmm. pretty much oh uh, one thing you mentioned i was going to tell you and you might know who this was when i was uh very young uh 1920 we went to see tony bennett in concert. Tony Bennett? Yes. I personally didn't care to see Tony Bennett. It was my thing at the time, but the person I took wanted to, so we went. Anyway, mm -hmm. but what I was really impressed by that night is he had a part in one of the songs where his drummer had been Ray Char Charles's drummer, Oh, and wow, he had a yeah. solo, and oh, it was to this day the best drumming I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. He had a, I had never seen it at that point, like a brush. He had like this brush uh -huh. and he'd be drumming and flipping over and brush and brunt oh, drum. Yeah. Man, he was really. very talented. Yeah, really a good showman. Oh, you can take a lot and do a lot with brushes. I'm not that efficient with brushes. I mean, I know basically a lot what you could do, but that's jazz. Mm -hmm. A lot of jazz uses, uh, well, this is just a whole different, uh, it's just a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. Jazz is from regular like you take um, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of country stuff like that. It's just what's called uh, four-four timing, mm -hmm. where you you're, you're down beats on the three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Well, uh, now you take with some country that has the three-quarter timing, which is uh, uh, your down beat is on the two and the three, one, two, three, one, two, three, waltz beat kind mm -hmm. of a type thing, you know. But with jazz, ooh, Lord, you got uh, you got. Six eight timing. You have uh, seven eight. You got oh man, it's just so many different ones. And then you have it where it's a cross between four four and three quarter. I mean, it gets really difficult. Mm -hmm. And but they you know they manage it well. But if you're a jazz fan, it's like you don't want to listen to anything other than jazz. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't. Uh, I mean, I like jazz, but the reason I don't like it as well because I can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talking about it like that makes me want to listen to it a little more because I well, never try, was a big jazz. I like blues. Uh -huh. uh, listen to blues. I, I'm I'm very uh, diverse on my music interests. Mm -hmm. Like on my personal playlists, 
depending on my mood, I got blues, I got old country. Like I like, I've been for whatever reason listening to Hank Williams' Eleven Roses. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that a lot, mm-hmm. and then I listen to Prince. You know, oh, what yeah, I mean, it's just all well, yeah, that's all over I, the thing. I'm not a music snob either. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what you're talking about. If you know, if you like music, you will uh, enjoy listening to all of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now there are some cases that I care for less than others, you sure. know, but. Uh, I'm not going to mention those because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's uh, it's good to have a a broad spectrum of uh, what you listen to. Well, I, I I came kind of full circle because as a kid, my mama and dad listened to uh, more old country, mm-hmm. and so as a kid, I think I identified that as what old people listen to back then, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I rebelled and listening to I was oh, listening to hip hop, rap, just as far away before. as I could I've get. Got four children. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. What you're talking about. And so then now as an adult, I've come circle where mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of the stuff they were listening to mm-hmm. back then. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, my kids because they've been around music all of their life because I would practice in different bands a lot of times at home. And so uh, the music that I listened to, I mean, I didn't try to force it on them by any means, but they uh, seemed to appreciate it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they like now I listen to. Same as old movies, you know. Uh, I like a lot of old black and white movies. And uh, my granddaughter, let's see, it was, I think it was uh, Ellie. But anyway, she said, <laughs> uh, she said, was... Uh, were there any color back when you were little? <laughs> was everything in black and white? Because yeah. any movies I ever seen, it's always black and white. I said, yeah. oh, it's just like it is now. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, uh, I was going to ask you something else, and it slipped, it slipped what it was. I was thinking about my kids, and you said that some of the stuff they say. Because I'm not, I don't even think I'm that old. You know, and like they couldn't, uh, we, were at, we were at Hobby Lobby a few weeks back with Jude, Jude 17, my youngest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he couldn't figure out how to use the rotary phone. And I'd never thought about it, you yeah, know. He'd never seen one, and yeah. I mean, so even with me, it was a generational difference that we had the rotary phone, you know. Yeah. It's so funny that it's different. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. You talking about listening to music? So, uh, do you listen to records still, like the actual physical record, or do you listen like most folks is digital now, or is there a uh, preference? CDs. CDs. Okay. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll. Uh, I don't really just listen to music. I mean, I do sometimes if I'm in a car. So pretty good trip. I'll just listen to music, but what I do is I. Uh, uh, be a song that I want to learn, and so I just listen to the CD. Okay. Put on a headset, you know, and just listen to it, play along with it, until I till I get it, and then I go on to the next song, whatever mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, CDs is mostly what I listen to. But the only reason I listen to it is to learn it, you mm-hmm. know, like that. So, but as far as just uh, sitting down and just listening to music, I usually don't that much. Well, that's making a comeback. So I'm even thinking about doing a business around here. It's like vintage records and books and stuff. Oh, man. And uh, Because it seems to be, it's it's nostalgic, and I think mm-hmm. people like that sound now. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, it's funny. They're so machine now, the sounds we listen to electronically, mm-hmm. and it's just a little different experience when you listen to the record. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, well, with, uh, I found, with records, of course, you can do it with CDs. You can hit the backup thing, and mm-hmm. you can you know, to listen to a different part again and all like that. But the old records, uh, they seem like they last longer than a CD. I mean, I'm not knocking CDs because I use them all the time. Yeah. But uh, they, they'll they either get trash on them or they'll get a little scratch on them, something like that, and then they're, you might as well chunk it. Mm-hmm. because. But with a, a record, a vinyl, you know, you, could, you have the needle down there and it goes across it and you hear it. But if this song gets messed up, 
then you just don't put it in that groove. You put it to the next one. Mm -hmm. You know, you can choose your songs by the width of the groove in there. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. But uh, they just seem like they last longer. And they're uh, the album. You've got something you can see. It's like a big picture. A lot of them have had the. Uh, uh, had insert yeah books them. and stuff in them all kind of things had the the this is of course pre-internet so if you wanted to know the actual logo or uh we call it lyrics right it, they, that, they had that was in there a um, lot of times yeah there was just an experience with it i remember being little in the 80s and my dad would take me to pop tunes mm -hmm. in memphis because he had uh he was doing video games back then mm -hmm. and had some games there and uh, I remember that being a big – I remember I thought I was cool because it was normally like teens and 20-ish 20 people, mm -hmm. people in there because that was the cool thing is oh, the music yeah, yeah. scene. Mm -hmm. And I was like eight or nine. But I got I had a lot of albums then, a lot of vinyls. Mm -hmm. And uh, But what's interesting is now these things have a lot of value. Like They're if you try to buy a, an original record – you're talking about even not even a, a well-known one, twenty-five to forty bucks for mm -hmm. that record, you know? Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. holding value. So anyway, I was just curious if you listen to any records. Yeah, uh, one of my daughters, I think it was Natalie, was uh, she was dating this young guy and all. And he was talking about we were talking about records like we're talking about, and I was saying you know this that and the other, and I said, well, what do you what do you do? And he says, well, I I'm I'm kind of collecting uh, CDs now, and I said, oh really? Hey. I was really impressed with that, mm. and I says, "Well, on what what particular kind of, of c CDs you got? I mean, you know, what's you know, the whole time I'm thinking CDs you pay having a bank money with uh -huh. oh, what I'm thinking, of. thinking and so I was really impressed yeah, with him. Yeah, you know, yeah, I said, yeah. "Oh man, that's really man, that's that's great." I said, uh, "Well, how many have you got?" And he was saying like he has something like forty something. I went. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, you're going to be a billionaire yeah, by the yeah. time, by the time they mature, huh? <laughs> but anyway, that wasn't what he was talking about. I still thought, well, mm -hmm. he's, he likes music, so yeah, that's good. That's good. Know? Yeah, I was still impressed with him. Well, we could have a goal now to get him some CD, some uh, <laughs> investment CDs. <laughs> yeah. It was, was it certificates of uh, deposit. Yeah, deposit. Is that yeah, what it is? Certificates yeah. of deposit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should look at those things too. Oh, that's cool. So the the song the music y'all are going to be playing have y'all got a set for the for the music series is there a set of of songs y'all got set up to do uh, Yeah, well I think the way uh, that we'll probably do it is like we've done in the past. We'll take a couple of breaks. We'll play for uh, and take about you know every hour or so take a break, which will be two breaks during the thing, and we'll have like a set list of oh twelve to fifteen songs in each set, you know, like that. And we'll try to go as quickly as we can. Not always, but as quickly as we can uh, from one song to the next just to kind of keep it going like it. And uh, we'll play oh, probably a little bit more country on the uh, square. And then uh, at Liberty Vintage, we may play a little bit more of a variety. Well, well, it's going to be a variety period, but uh, I don't know. It's a little bit more. Well, I don't want to choose one venue over the other sure. or anything like that, but it's just... Uh, uh, probably a little bit more laid back at uh, Liberty Vintage, but uh, anyway, we'll just do what we do, you know. And uh, but like, uh, let's see, I've been playing for you know, 59 years this month, actually. And the guitar player, I think he's a young kid. He's 71, <laughs> I think. And uh, he started in. I think it was in the 70s is when he started. So uh -huh. he's a newcomer, you know. <laughs> yeah, he has and, no experience. Uh, and then the uh, bass player, he's been playing like, he started in the 70s or so. 
and the uh, youngest one is a uh, keyboard player. He just retired last year, so he's just a kid. Well, who's uh, who's the lead vocals on it? Uh, Bobby Butner, the uh, guitar player from Ripley, he sings uh, lead. The uh, bass player, Jim Adams, um, he lives on the south end of the county, but I'm not sure exactly where he, but he sings lead as well in harmony. And then the keyboard player, uh, Dave Stevens, uh, plays, uh, uh, he sings lead and sings harmony too. So we've got three singers. Uh, I don't sing. <laughs> I don't either, so it's okay. Don't feel bad. You know. Does Miss Sharon? What I do, what I used to do, was dance. Though is Miss Sharon the backup dancer? Is she, oh yeah, she got yeah, y'all yeah. covered uh-huh. in her fedoras. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. congratulations to y'all too, because I know you probably had some play in that on uh, supporting her. She's volunteer of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was real proud of her. Yeah. She's uh, she works hard. At, that's the way she is. She goes at something. She goes a hundred percent. I mean, she says I'm not going to do it if I can't put all I got into it. You yeah, know? I'm just. She's a super sweet lady. And then, so, you, of course, James and I are partnered at the cellar. And she came to me because I'm the face. I, I do the branding marketing for it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think, um, and I am very involved in it, but it's not like I'm there every day. But anyway, she came to me when they were developing the sponsorships for this mm-hmm. and was talking about the cellar. And I'm like, look, you know, really, James is managing it. You really need to talk to James. And I said, also, he loves you. He loves all y'all, and I oh, knew James that I knew she would have more sway on getting because uh, we all have to vote on that stuff, getting that approved than mm-hmm. uh, than just me. So he he likes her <laughs> well, a whole lot. Well, you do what you got to do to exactly. get things done. Exactly, I understand exactly. perfectly exactly. with that. Oh, absolutely. And she wears the fedoras all the time. Do you wear the fedoras? No, nah, I'm more of a um, cap. A cap, okay. Yeah, dude. You know, it's kind of the. Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly. It's kind of like a cap that they would wear back in the uh, 30s and the mm-hmm. 20s and the 30s. It's got the, the bill. I know what you're talking about. It's down. like a snapback-looking thing. Yeah, it's like a, the old, uh, I say old, it's like a golfer-looking. What, the Peaky Blinders? Yeah, yeah. The Peaky, well, he, he probably didn't know what that is, but the Peaky Blinders look. There's a series called Peaky Blinders, uh-huh. and he wears, it's got like the button on top, and it's. Yeah, it's like uh, little panels on the mm-hmm. top of the hat. It's like some of them have seven or eight, you know, little squared out uh, let me ask you this because and and i don't mean to be offensive though how old are you i'm so 13 this year (laughs) no i'm uh 74 b 74 74 when you were little did uh, the men wear hats uh yeah some of they did but uh so you were born in 48 48 48 i'm just curious the reason i ask you is and and this is a complete sidebar but Mm -hmm. the seller Part of the way the idea developed for the 20s theme mm-hmm. is I'm a huge fedora fan. Yeah. Right? Oh, I like hats. fedoras. Oh, they're good I, I think that uh, if you're a very confident man, uh, you wear you can wear whatever, really. Right. But, you know, a fedora, I think, stylish. And I was always always curious as to why it fell out of fashion. I don't know. It's uh, used to, well, like on Sundays. If you went to church on Sundays when I was a child, you wore a suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the little kids, you know, 10, 12 years old, they wore a suit. Men wore a suit. They wore hats and everything. It was like uh, just, that was just a, the way it was, you know. And um, I think as things got lax later, you know, when uh, people started wearing shorts and, and T-shirts and things like that more, the hats just kind of fell aside as the suits did, mm-hmm. you know. It's just kind of a, it, it was more of a relaxed mood than uh, the very, you know, 
stiff, uh, well, I don't know, stiff exactly, but the... More formal. Yeah, it was less formal, and it weren't as, well, you just weren't expected as much out of you mm-hmm. like that. You know, well, that's not a bad... Well, well the, some of the research that I did, it looked like it was two main driving factors. Because in the 30s and the 40s, everybody wore the hat. Mm-hmm. And then you get into, like, the 50s and the 60s, one issue was the young people didn't want to be like, just like all generations, didn't want to be like the old folks. Right, and the right. old folks wore the hat, so they and they were styling their hair back and all that. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing, one, one article I read. Another one was that the development of the automobile, as it became more common where everybody had it, it was less common. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you didn't have the space necessarily to wear that hat in there. Right. And so that was another thing that influenced it. But I think you're right. I think part of it was... It just sort of fell out of fashion as society evolved. Up. Yeah, well, they changed. You know, things. Each as the generations die out, you lose a lot of that tradition. You yes, know? sir. And as a, they have the newer ideas for the newer uh, children, well, just like uh, we came along as the hippies, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were totally rebellious about everything. But uh, I mean, it's, it's always the same. Uh, nothing's new under the sun. You yes, know? sir. Yes, sir. And so it's just. Uh, I don't know, they just got tired of, well, people started wearing a lot more ball caps and Mm -hmm. things like that, and it's just, uh, I guess a ball cap replaced the uh, fedora or the, uh, you know, any type of hat that uh, people wore because, you know, like on Sundays, like I go back to that with with the suits, on Sunday evening, a Sunday night uh, worship service, it was less formal, so people may not wear a tie. They still had to suit on, but it was a few people that didn't wear a tie, but it was still a lot that held on to that tradition. They weren't a tie and everything, you know. I guess it, they probably dressed, well, people dressed to go to uh, lunch, I mean to dinners and things like that. You always dressed up. Even at, I was as a, uh, as a young kid, when we would go out to dances or different things, we wore ties and yes, suits, you know. Yeah, we just dressed up a lot. I don't know. I don't think it was an ego thing. It's just the way it was, the style. You just wanted to be, wanted to fit in, so mm-hmm. you dressed like everybody else. Yeah. And then it slowly fell off, and so everybody wanted to be like they didn't want to wear a tie when you could wear a turtleneck instead, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's just. Uh, it, are, you, are you born and like, raised here? Mm-hmm. You, you, right. So you might, you probably knew our dad then. My dad is around your age. He's seventy-two. He went to Byers Hall, uh, mm-hmm. Jer- Jerry Mason, Jerry Edwin Mason. Now oh he, yeah, he's a yeah. little bit bigger than the two of us. Uh, let's see. Didn't he have the um, meat market? No, that's Jeff. So Jeff. that's my uncle. Oh, okay. So his younger brother. It was uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, his older brother, who is, I think Jimmy's working on eighty, and my daddy's seventy-two, and then Jeff is younger than Jeff is. I think he's the baby, and then Alice is in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. She's Alice Peg now. Mm-hmm. Um, is my that that was the the kids mm-hmm. and then their daddy his daddy was J B Mason and Dorothy Mason mm-hmm. lived out off uh, the Mount Lebanon area, but anyway he's right around the same age he's born and raised around here. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. he did in the eighties he had Jerry's amusement company he did vending machines video games all that oh, okay. and then uh, that was awesome in the eighties until Nintendo came out then Nintendo came out and it hurt that business and he started yeah. working at Quebecore. oh okay. and that's what he did up till. Uh, Recently, well, yeah. I say recently. Two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. yeah. What was the company that your dad worked for? Was that Foresight or? He did work for Foresight. Sure yeah, did. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that was yeah. back early eighties. Yeah, I remember. I remember and then he was uh, my uncle Albert. I Utes. probably have seen him. I'm sure I have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just figured y'all mm-hmm. around the same age, probably mm-hmm. in the same running group. But uh, 
Well, well, you know, Mr. Gary, I always thought a lot of your family, your kids have been great examples for y'all. They're good people, oh, very nice you, people. And then I see you Appreciate and your wife walking around the community and oh, always yeah. helping out. She's so my I, best friend. Yeah, well, that's great, though. And uh, that, that gives hope, I think, to a lot of the rest of us because, you know, relationships <laughs> yeah. are rough, man. I guess we can finish with that. What would be a piece of advice? Because y'all been married how long? 51 years. 51 well, be, years. Be 52 in December. Man, some people can't even spell 50. Uh, so what's the secret then? I know everybody asks, but what's well, the secret? It's 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 not hard at all. She uh, she tells me what to do. I do it, and we get along. <laughs> okay, well that's my. It's problem. not hard at all. That's my problem then. So I need to do it better. My my wife does. Uh, it is a di- it's different now. Younger people, I think, in relationships, uh, and it's definitely different than it was then. You know, back uh, I've talked about this with other people before, but and it's not a knock on age, but before the internet. It was much, much more difficult to think that some of the things you... It was easy to give up. I mean, it was, it's easier now to give up. It's easier oh, now right. to quit. People just quit. You know, oh, back right. then, if stuff got hard, you stuck it out, you know? Yeah. And well, now, with the, I think the Internet has really changed that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's so much easier to find somebody else you think might be better. The grass is greener over here. Oh, well, the Internet is just, for a musician, it is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Because before, if you wanted to learn a song... If you didn't have the money, to re- or if you did want a record store or something around to buy this particular song, uh, you had to try to catch it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times on the front end of a song, if you're trying to learn how the front end went, missed it. well, they're going to they're gonna be talking the whole time. Uh, that's true. Almost that's true. halfway through the song, yeah. you know, and then, and then you miss it. And so it, it would take you quite a while to try to, to uh, learn the song. Well, what you did, would do is you'd wind up just, making it your own song and <laughs> just kind of mm-hmm. doing what you, you know, say, well, I think I know this lick, it'll fit in there. So, you know, like that, and it, you wind up like, that's not the way that song goes. But with now, with uh, YouTube and all, you look it up and just find any song in the world. So, yes, I mean, it's no reason at all not to know the song. <laughs> yeah, know? I was telling my kids how when I was a kid in the 80s, we didn't have, if you, if you had the record, great. But a lot of times you would have a, a dual tape deck and try to catch the the, the radio song and right. record it, and you would have a cut together tape that mm-hmm. you had made oh, of yeah. different songs yeah. you liked yeah. to mix. That was the only way to mix them, mm-hmm. and uh, you would literally wait on the radio, run it over there, and try to record oh, it yeah, yeah, when yeah. it came on. And it's just again, it, it sounds like old people talking, but they don't understand the convenience they have now of just oh, pull the song man, up and so play easy. it. Well, not just music. If you want to know how to fix something, mm-hmm. you can look it up on the internet, and it'll. It'll tell you, you know, you get anything just yes, about how to work on or fix or to do the best way to do it or something like that, you know, because anything you want to know, it's no reason not to know anything just yeah. about because it's there. You just got to look it up, you know. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you spending the time with us this morning. It. I really, I really enjoyed talking with you. Well, and I appreciate I'm, it. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys, too. Well, thank you. Thank uh, you. I, uh, we're, we're trying. We're going to. We've got a couple of more practices together. To I understand, cool. And so it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, can be nerve wracking, but I love it. So you know, it's yes, all part of it. Yeah. Know. Well, I think people feel when you're passionate about something. I think when you perform, people can feel that. So no, it, it goes it, over. It'll if, be good if you're if you smile. Everything, everybody thinks you're doing fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'd say that to both in the martial arts world and in the legal world, that if you mess up, as long as you don't look like you messed up, nobody knows. No, so you think you meant they, to do it. Yeah, they think it was intentional. <laughs> hey, Josh, let me see that a schedule again. Oh, yeah.
Yeah. All right, so there we go. We got the um, Covington Downtown Music Series, which starts May 21st. And, again, it's it's multiple hours of music each of those Saturdays. Uh, it starts at the Courthouse Lawn on the Covington Square. And then at Liberty Vintage Stage, it's from 7 to 10. Courthouse Square is 4 to 7, and you see the different ones. Now, this is probably going to air the week of the June 4th one because that's when the New Generation Band is going to play. So hopefully you guys will have, by the time you see this, you will have already have enjoyed some of the music up there um, on the Covington Square. Uh, and so I do want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow our content. We are on all podcast platforms, all social media platforms. Uh, you can watch playbacks on YouTube of the podcast as well as listen to those on those other platforms. And we are on TikTok. Um, we'll skip ahead a little quicker, Josh. And then the Covington Comic Con is August 20th and 21st. Hopefully you guys will join us if you're interested in vendor information, ticket information, sponsorship information, let us know. And then Michelle Allen, of course, is my favorite sponsor right now. And uh, she is your go-to for buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate here in this area. Uh, and I'm sure she could help you anywhere. Mason's Hockey Team Martial Arts uh, has been going for almost 30 years in Covington, and it's uh, we're fixing to move locations, actually. By the end of the year, we'll be at a, a new built-out, real fancy location here in town. Anyway, and the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located off the square here in Covington. And if you need any digital marketing uh, assistance, oh, Josh Mason with Mason Knight Marketing will help you. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to watch us, and please make sure you go out and see these folks you know, uh, there's a lot of people that are working real hard to make this downtown music series a success. And really, all you got to do is show up. It costs you nothing. Just come out, show up, and enjoy a, an evening of good music here in Covington. So we'll see you guys later. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.